adjust your television sets, your mobile devices, however you're tuning in to, to us tonight, because it is a Baracho Crew style takeover. My, our main host, Josh, who I work every single with, every single week with, he couldn't be with us tonight. He's got some uh, previous plans that could not be missed. I totally get it. A promoter runs his own show. Badass guy. What can you do? Eventually, you're going to have a Thursday. You can't make it. But I am here as your main host, and I've got a lot to talk about. Uh, so let's let's just hop right into it because we've got several segments. First of all, Masha Slamovich is our guest tonight. We got Angel joining us, the Puro Bro. Uh, Mel is also going to join us and talk about AEW. So I won't waste any more time, and I'm going to get right into it. Um, and honestly, the, the first thing that we're going to talk about is probably the saddest thing that we've ever had to talk about in the show, um, which is the unfortunate passing of Daphne. Um, the scream queen. We won't go into the details of it all. We all know kind of everything went down, but the the, the important thing that to learn here is that if anybody out there feels like you're alone or you don't have anyone to talk to or things are just really stacking up, reach out to somebody, talk to somebody. Um, that's what we're here for. Like we can break down the fourth wall even and, and know that most of our viewers know that there are multiple Facebook groups that we're all in. And quite frankly, we're in them for a reason. Like the militia... <clears throat> the family these aren't really groups that any of us are a part of because we want to stay caught up with wrestling these are groups that we are a part of because of the people that are a part of them the reach that we can what's up matt or um the reach that we can we can connect with other people like a lot of my friends honestly are not even close to me here like we meet up once or twice a year at wrestling shows so if you're lonely if you're feeling pain if there's anything please reach out to somebody also, we're going to keep the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline on the bottom of the screen, the ticker, the whole show. Um, rest in peace, Daphne. What a great talent. Gone too soon. Um, I, I hope I hope this breakdown is was enough to make everybody proud. Moving on to my next topic. So I'm the deathmatch guy. We, we, we cover deathmatch on this show. That's the great thing about Josh. He lets us talk about whatever we want. Um, those of you guys that follow my segment and listen, you know that we talk a lot about Neil Diamond Cutter. Neil Diamond Cutter has been in the pit. Uh, the Baracho crew uh, has got to spend a lot of time with Neil Diamond Cutter at other shows. We've got to hang out with him in Indianapolis and in San Antonio. Like this, Neil Diamond Cutter is honestly one of the craziest people I've ever met. But he's also one of the most genuine, nicest guys you'll ever meet. He's a hard worker. He's always got knowledge to share. You know, somebody had uh, asked us about building something for a show recently. And uh, I said, you know, we, we, had the, we had the materials to do it. I don't know how to do it. I was just going to defer to Neil when I got there. Um, that's really just the type of guy that Neil is. And this year, Neil has won the Insane 8 Deathmatch Tournament. For those of y'all that are a little less familiar, this is one of the newer, I don't want to say newer, it's a revived tournament. ICW, uh, yeah, ICW Milwaukee up there uh, runs it. It's a really great tournament. The last four years, it's been amazing. They ran one a long, long, long time ago, and they didn't run it for a few years, and then they revived it, I think, back in 2017. Warren Bite was a two-time winner uh, last year. 
I can't remember who won last year. Who cares? Because this year it's all about Neil Diamond Cutter. And what a tournament it was. I got a chance to watch it earlier in the week. It was a really great show. I can't think of anybody better here to win the Insane Eight than Neil Diamond Cutter. Uh, it, it really has been the year of the Honey Badger. For those of you that um, are even local indie fans, like a lot of you, I know a lot of us that watch uh, The Pit and tune in are old school ACW fans. Neil's worked at ACW before. He's worked heavy metal. He's worked several places. Like Neil's a great dude. And, and honestly, it couldn't happen to someone better. Uh, Neil deserves it. I hope that Neil can finally get more recognition that he deserves because he's working really hard. He's up there with the likes of John Wayne Murdoch. Uh, Dale Patrick's Atticus Kogar. This is a guy that shows up, gives blood every show, works hard, constantly putting over other talent. Like Neil doesn't care. Like he will, he will bust his ass in the match, bleed all over the place, and then he'll come help you break down the ring afterwards. Like Neil's really about the business. So from us here in the pit, all the way to Neil Diamond Cutter, congratulations, my guy, on your insane eight win. So I actually have four things to talk about. I'm not going to go into my next segment yet, so there's no need to put the picture up yet. I wanted to take a minute to remind everyone that we got PPW's coronation coming up September 25th. We're only three weeks away, and we talked a lot about it last show, the people that were showing up for this match. It's a tag team tournament to, find, to crown PPW's first ever tag team champions. And boy, we got some heavy hitters in this one. We talked about Lucha Legion showing up. We talked about Royal Taxation being in the mix. We talked a lot about how uh, Soldiers of Fortune are going to be there. We talked about uh, Cult of Crowley. So many big hitters in this tournament. Like, I can't remember them all. So sorry for anybody that didn't name. Also, we have Maddie coming to the show. She's got a challenge. She was supposed to challenge uh, Chandler, but he's freaking busy. But uh, anyway... I just want to shout out PPW because this card is stacked. It's September 25th, three weeks away. We're going to we're gonna see several tag team title matches up to one final tag team tournament uh, final match, which is I think going to be a three-way is what Josh said. But uh, last and not least, we got Bryson Scott's Bro Pinche Machingon Open Challenge. Bryson's been killing it with this PPW belt. Those of y'all that saw him at Loco a couple weeks ago, uh, for the Texas Indy Showcase against Chris Carter. What a great match it was. Um, and we all know that uh, Bryson Scott gets to choose the stipulations for the match because that's the advantage of the Mass Chingon Championship. Look at me. I sound like a white boy. Mass Chingon. Um, anyway, make sure you get your tickets in there for September 25th because you've got to be at Coronation. I'll be there. I know Josh is going to be there. We might even see Nastico. Y'all know he's been talking a lot of shit to Nastico saying he'll let him come in. So you never know what we might see at PPW's coronation. I also want to let everybody know this is this is my bad. I totally forgot about this because I have so much time to talk. Uh, we are on Twitch now. That is crazy. That's right. For those of y'all that are really connected in social media, we are on Twitch. We're always looking for new ways to reach our viewers. We know we've been doing the uh, podcasting for a while because we do this live show every Thursday. We're recording it and putting it in the podcast. But now you can also catch us not only on YouTube, but on Twitch. I'm super excited about it. I will watch this on Twitch, but I'm here with you guys right now, so I'm not going to worry about it. Look for our Twitch. It's going to be ITPW Josh Dimash. That's in the pit with Josh Dimash. ITPW Josh Dimash on Twitch. I can't say it anymore. Now, on to my last topic. We are in a big setup here, and for those of y'all that are not familiar with GCW, you should be, because GCW is about to run War Games. 
That's right. War games is a concept truly doesn't really belong to anybody. So we can put two rings together and have guys fight all day long. So that's exactly what they're doing. They're bringing back the art of war, which is an old pay-per-view they did a while back, and they're calling it the art of war games. We have 440 faces MDK. We all know 440 has been a side in G- uh, Thorn and GCW side for a long time. Second Gear Crew and MDK, along with Alex Cologne, they are ready to step up and be in this match. And I'm excited about this one because it's two rings connected together, put in a cage, and it's everyone in this match is deathmatch. I know Gregory Irons, people give him a lot of shit, but real talk, Gregory Irons will be in a deathmatch. Like, he'll take a tube. He'll take big spots. This is exciting. You have AJ Gray, Effie, Matt Justice, uh, freaking Alex Cologne, Nick Gage and Mance Warner and Team MDK taking on all of 440, Ricky Shane Page, Atticus Kogar, Eric Ryan, the returning Eddie Only. Welcome back, Eddie Only. We're so happy you came back from your cigarette break. Finally, the Bev and Gregory Iron. You can't miss this one. There's a lot of people calling for a 440 turn, and I don't think that's the case. You guys are really thinking like like low level there. This could happen at any time. But there's nothing to gain from Atticus turning on Ricky Shane Page here. Like, Atticus wouldn't take over 440. Not everybody in 440 is, is really rifting. There's not a general rift. I don't think that that's where this goes. I think GCW does what GCW does and lets all freaking 10 of these guys just fight it out. I'm, I'm excited. Everyone else should be excited. This is going to be Saturday before All Out. I believe All Out's on Sunday. But anyway, if you've got the time, Check out this show. That is my 10 minutes. Whew. I'm excited. I'm excited. We're rolling right along because I'm still the host. Even though my segment is over, I am the host. And we got to move right on to our next segment. So let me go ahead and bring in one of my favorite people, another Baracho. Let's do it, bro. Hey, what's up? Hey, take it out. Take it, take it. Sorry. Uh, a robot yeah, just landed right? in a spaghetti. So now it's take it out. Take it out. Thank you. Okay. Single life dad. Okay, here we go. Okay, so what's going on, everyone? This is going to be a, a pretty crazy weekend for New Japan, but let's go ahead and talk about what we need to talk about. Oh, Lord, there's spaghetti everywhere. Okay, so the I just want to point out, you know, start off with, uh, since in, in Japan, it's actually a day later, so this would have been Hanakamura's 24th birthday. This is another young lady who was really at the, she's starting to hit her peak. She was going to be, the lead person for stardom. Uh, but unfortunately, in on December 16th, she took her life, you know, due to some unfortunate circumstances with a show. But um, I just want to point out again, you know, it is, this is also very near dear to me as, as being a veteran. I, I deal with this all the time, unfortunately. But if you need help, please get help. There's always someone to talk to. There's always someone you can infect someone's life. So just... You know, just take time out of your day and just, you know, say hi, kiss your loved one. So, because you never know what could happen. But let's go to the next slide. Okay. So, we have, speaking of stardom now. Now, see, if Hanukkah unfortunately, was still alive, she would have been part of this historic event right now. Uh, September is September 4th, September 5th. We have Wrestle Grand Slam at MetLife Dome. Now, it's been a long time since they've actually been at the MetLife Dome. And to actually start off, the both events we're actually having stardom matches in in the on new japan world now in the past they have had stardom matches prior 
to like Wrestle Kingdom's one not, but they were never broadcasted. This is the first time we're seeing new J- Stardom stars in New Japan World. So super excited. So let's go down. Okay, so we have Maika uh, and Lady C. Lady C, she's actually a newcomer from like last year. So the fact that Shona is pretty amazing. Uh, Maika, she's actually from Donadin Mundo, which we'll talk about in a second. And they're going to go up against Moto Watanabe and, Sai- and Saya. Now, anyone that is a big fan of Io Shirai, no, they she came from Stardom and she came from the group that they're called Queen's Quest. So this should be a pretty fun tag showing the greatness of Stardom. Next, so now we have Joe and Show. So they were part of a tag team called Rapungi 3K. Uh, last uh, the last big event, Show actually turned on Joe, which is very unexpected because everyone thought it was gonna be the opposite. So maybe now Show might actually get a personality. So that should be pretty exciting because you know the dude was uh was plainer than a white white piece of bread. <laughs> but now he's actually, you know, now he's actually shown some sparks, which is great. Now, because they're, they 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 were part of the same uh, young lion class, they these they've actually fought fifty two times with Yo actually, yeah, with Yo actually having the the most wins. So this should be pretty interesting. I fully expect for for Show to actually win this because he's the one that's actually been on a spark, and Joe has actually been on a downhill because he's been uh, on a losing streak. So. It should be it should be pretty interesting to see what what happens from here on out. So, next, now we have Cobb versus Okada. Now, anyone that saw the last big, the last big stadium uh, event from uh, last month saw Cobb and Okada have an amazing match, which unfortunately Okada beat Cobb. Actually, Okada has two wins over Cobb. So, would this be a rubber match, or will Cobb finally put it together and finally beat Okada? Now, what's pretty interesting is. During the lead up to these matches, during the uh, Road Two shows, Cobb has been ha- having the better end of Okada, and now that we're leading up to G1, I could fully expect uh, for Cobb to get a big win to really push him and make him a star, a a force to be dealt with at the G1. So that'd be exciting. Next, so we have the main event for night one. Oh yeah, I probably should said this. It's two nights, by the way. It's two nights. So I'm going to talk about some of the major matches. Anyways, let's go back. So now we're talking about Ibushi and Tanahashi. Now Ibushi. Now this is happening really because um, uh, let's see here. Oh yeah, All right, now I remember now. Okay, so this is really happening because so Tanahashi won the belt from uh won the U.S. the U.S. the U.S. belt in the U.S. They needed another big title match, and right now Jay White is in the U.S. So they've sent Tanahashi back to Japan so he can go up against his rival Ibushi. Now, they were part of a tag team last year with Ibushi having to bring up Tanahashi because Tanahashi was on, his down, was on his downhill, right? But then Ibushi passed him. Ibushi beat him. And now we're seeing this rematch. Please. Okay, now, we're, now, we're, now we're seeing this, this rematch. Um, this is pretty – this is it should be – Pretty damn good match because it's Tanahashi and Ibushi, and plus Ibushi has been out for the past two months because he has been he's had a, a no, uh, pneumonia. So this is I don't know what what to expect from Ibushi, but it should be a fucking banger no matter what. Next, sorry, just like a little robot going around, so I'm trying not to not hit me at the same time. It's dead stuff. Anyways, so night two. So now now we're going with the second start of match. We're going with Momo again, Momo and Saya again versus Julia and. And Shari. Now, what's cool about Suri is she actually had the she, was, she actually went up against the champion Haya Shishida earlier this year that got 
massive ratings, in my opinion, the best women's match of anywhere anywhere in the world happened between these two. She's a, she's a legit UFC fighter, so it's really cool that she's with uh, which is with Julia of Mon de Mundo, and they actually have the belts. So I kind of expect for this to be like a a a match for the belts, but who knows? It's New Japan, and sometimes you can't you don't know what to expect with them. So, boom. Next, now we have. Bullet Club's world's cutest tag team. I I, I did not come up with that name. Uh, I don't know where the that name came from, but they're the world's cutest tag team now. Versus uh, uh, versus Desperado and Kanemaru. Now Desperado, now Despi and Kanemaru actually won the IWP uh, Junior Heavyweight Tag Tag Team Tournament, which no one watched. But it's near here or there. But now we can see them go up against each other. Now what's significant is if. Ishimori and ELP win the belt. They're bringing those belts to the U.S. because they're coming over during the U.S. tour, and they're going to be uh, he heavily heavily featured in the Texas uh, shows that's going to happen in two weeks. So I fully expect for the world's cutest tag team to fucking win. <laughs> okay, the robot just hit me. Okay, next. Okay, now we're, now we're having Dangerous Techers versus LIJ versus, uh, versus Chaos. Now... Uh, Dangerous Techers, they in the last in the last dome match, Dangerous Techers beat Naito and Sonata. And afterwards, because the way New Japan works, if you want a title shot, you just show up to the ring and say, "I want you next." There's no rhyme or reason why Chaos is in this fucking match, but they just showed up and said they we're pointed call it the Goldberg rule. That's what we're yes, you know, the Goldberg rule. Yep, show up and be like, "Hey, I want you next." So <laughs> this match. This match, it should, it, should, it should be a really good match, regardless. Regardless how I feel about Chaos being in this. But Chaos will definitely lose, and Avengers Techers will continue to be heavily featured, and this will continue to be the year of fucking Tanahashi. Fuck yeah. Next. Okay. So, now we have Hiromu versus Eagles. Now, Hiromu is another guy who unfortunately got injured earlier this year, and he was doing commentary, doing some stuff with the crowd in the front. Uh, he was there when actually when Eagles beat uh, Despi uh, for the belt. So now you have Hiromu's uh, second match back. He actually fought uh, Dookie in an event in August 27th, which if you thought because Hiromu was injured that he was going to come back kind of safe, fuck that. It is still the same fucking Hiromu doing crazy shit because that's just what Hiromu does, and that's the only thing he knows. As you can see here also, he's still pretty fucking crazy. So uh, they, they were having a conference, and because Eagles wasn't there first, he had a, he had an interview with himself, and he put the Ishimori mask on. So that's the kind of guy Hiromu is. Yeah, and fun fact: uh, Hiromu did beat Eagles last year during <laughs> last year during during the yeah yes stop hitting me with that robot. He, he, you know, last year with the um during during the tournament. So we'll see if Hiromu can beat him again. Last but not least, Evil and Shingo. Um, anyone that knows me knows how I feel about fucking Evil. Uh, ho hopefully this will be kind of short. And I thought just maybe, just maybe we're going to get a straight one-on-one -on -one match. Especially because since Shingo just came back from having COVID, I thought it was going to be like, they're going to try to hit a fucking banger. But no, uh, I checked New Japan's website, and during the, them talking about this match, they're like, hey, will Dick Togo and, Josh and, and, jo and, and Jujiro show up and help uh, fucking evil? So basically, what that fucking means is we're going to get another motherfucking 
goddamn interference in the fucking heavyweight championship match. So it's gonna be 35 fucking minutes of fucking nonsense with a whole bunch of interference. And it's gonna be really annoying because yeah! it's gonna be really annoying because I fucking hate evil. He fucking ruins New Japan. Yeah! God, yes, I'm this exactly. He he hates him too. So I'm hoping this should be done, and Evil can just go ahead and go do shit on the on the fucking undercards and do absolutely nothing, because this will be ah, fucking frustrating. Anyways, that's all I have. Uh, sorry, e- Evil's kind of a trigger for me. Well, we definitely appreciate you coming and giving us your uh, 12 cents about it, New Japan. Uh, no, no problem. And see, just wait. This is what I keep dodging the whole time. This little damn thing. It we got in the spaghetti uh-huh. sauce. It's yes, it's one of those little air drones. So my son keeps throwing it in the air, and he keeps trying to hit me with it. So this whole time, I've been trying to dodge it while I do my segment. So <laughs> it was a lot, so, a lot of fun. Good luck with that. We'll let you get back to uh, yeah. trying to survive. Yeah, hey, deuces, guys. Bye. Moving right along, might as well get into what everybody's talking about right now. Our AEW segment. We'll bring in our AEW specialist, Mel. Woo! Hi guys, how are you? Well, actually, not even guys, guy. It's just me. <laughs> it's just it's me here today. It's just you. And I, I am wearing my stud stash shirt, guys. Go support local wrestlers. There you go. I love this shirt, by the Marco, way. Stud stash is on the mend <laughs> right now. So if you need some merch, yes. stud stash is your boy. Hit him up. Exactly. He's got all the merch, guys. All the he's got the best. He's got the best shirts, by the way. Um, yeah. So talking about AEW, it's hard to find. With Angel, he's got such energy. Okay, the big change so far to All Out on Sunday is the big match, which I'm really sad about. But Andrade is apparently having visa issues, so the All Out match between him and Pac are is has been postponed. They say it's gonna be put on a uh, a dynamite down the line, which makes me sad. That is a pay per view level match. That match is gonna be an absolute fucking banger i mean i, I mean right. the build-up to it is crazy i love it so much and now i don't know that kind of let the the air out of my tires a little bit that it's not going to be on all out but i mean these issues what are you going to do i mean right all that crap um so i love it uh they announced that there's gonna be more women uh in the in the uh casino battle royal now which is awesome you know anna jay is back kylie king's in there abaddon's in there thunder rosa's in there um and they've decided to take that out of the buy-in and put it into the main show, which means uh, it's going to be maybe I think they're going to have some surprises up their sleeve. You know, my yeah. my thing is I'm expecting Ruby Soho and I think a lot of other people are expecting Ruby Soho to show up. She's right. been doing these little vig- vignettes, um, dropping them on social media, and they are amazing. I love them so much. Um just little Easter eggs in every single one. And I just, I don't know. I just like, after all that lead up, if she doesn't like debut or pop out or something, man, I'm going to throw something at the TV. <laughs> I tell you, <laughs> uh, I can't be the only one expecting it. I, I feel like a lot of people are expecting her to show up yeah, in it's, some yeah. kind of capacity. Yeah. In some kind of capacity, you know, even if she doesn't show up on the, the, battle royale whatever but um right i love the fact that they moved it to out of the buy-in into the main show um but of course like i said a lot of things had to be reworked because i mean one of your biggest matches of the night is now on the back burner um i we got to see this past week a little bit of punk in action and kind of square off i know which was exciting i i must admit i popped for it 
I wasn't too sure about these guys 2.0 because I didn't see them a lot when they were on NXT. Um, and, of course, Daniel Garcia, who's been killing it on the indies. But, man, I really like these guys so much. They can talk. They can work. And putting them against um, Punk and Darby Allin and just the matches they've had are just so amazing. And it's just like it's another one of those things where you shake your head and you're like, Damn, how did they let those guys go? Because 2.0, you know, man. That's, that's crazy, too. Like, so somebody spoke in an article recently about, like, FTR's uh, contract expiring because it was only a one-year deal. Right. And everybody was kind of like, oh, what a ball drop by AEW and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you, you got to look at what they're doing, though. Like, this gives people the kind of the ability to co- come in and out. FTR yeah. dropping out has allowed 2.0 to step in. And, I mean, I've seen clips of 2.0. I haven't seen anything live, but. I like them so far from what they're yeah. doing at AEW. I do too. And I like their chemistry with Daniel Garcia. I think it was smart to put them t- together. And I love that the way they cut promos and the way they talk. It's right. just, it's so good. And it's just, just I don't know. They've got something. And I love the fact they've been, um, they're already all elite. Daniel Garcia is uh, not all elite, but I think they have, they've already said they have him on some kind of, um, they have him on some kind of like a contract already, like a, an appearance contract, which is great because he does have right. something. Um, I would like to see Daniel Garcia try to take, I know he's already trying to take Darby out, but you know, him and, and Punk had some chemistry in the ring there. So I like, I'd like to see that. I want, I'm just, I'm just excited to see Punk back in action. So that little taste they gave us, you know, and it, was like, it was a good setup. It was like that yeah. triple move where you have, you have Darby doing the coffin drop. You have Sting doing yep. the Scorpion death drop. And then you have uh, Punk doing the GTS. And I know people give him shit about the GTS. Guys, he's, he still ha- probably has a little bit of ring rust. And he's wearing jeans. And he could still, he's still got his knee up there. I, I'm not giving him shit for it. I'm not at all giving him any shit for it. Whether he hit the guy on the shoulder, on the head, he... To me, he executed it. It was it perfect. No, did he do it? Yeah, come on, he did it. I know it's everybody has that expectation. Like the seven year back GTS has to be the most perfect one. And yeah, I think give it a break, guys. Like calm down, relax. Exactly. It's like come on, guys, give him a break. He even said he's got. He has a meaning as hard as he used to. So let him get back into the groove of everything, man. Um. Not well, yeah, that's, can that's we just match. reference the fact that the GTS is one of the most dangerous moves in wrestling, like even as a setup move, like it's just one of those, like it takes a lot of trust in that person. Yeah. So, I mean, like if, unless you're going to be able to say, oh, I can go in there and show you a perfect one, like relax, relax. Yeah, exactly. Even, even uh, Sammy Guevara does a, um, like a modified version to it. So a lot of know. guys do. So no one's doing it exactly the way Punk does it. But I'm excited. I am excited for All Out. I will be having my anniversary dinner on Sunday, 10-year anniversaries. And it will be on in the background, just so you all know. <laughs> how how rude of uh, AEW to schedule their show on top of your anniversary. I know. What the hell, guys? But it's cool. It'll be on in the background. Can't Because, you know, we can't have can't have anniversary without wrestling on. <laughs> How have you been feeling about the Christian Cage scenario? There's a lot of fans online that were really shitting on the current storyline with Kenny Omega and Christian Cage. And I'm like, I mean, all we've ever wanted was people to have 
that show up out of nowhere to have some legitimacy to the title. And yep. you talk about a former champion. You talk about somebody that's been on a run this year, somebody mm-hmm. that was in the Royal Rumble, and now he's jumped ship to another company. Like, y'all got to relax. I think the storyline's great. I do, too. I, I, You know, I think what people are failing to realize that they just took his, Christian Cage, who was probably there, to, you know, let's help out the year guys or whatever. But the guy can still go. He and right. Matt Hardy can still go. They're still putting on really good matches. They're still educating the young guys. But he and Kenny Omega have such chemistry. And the fact that they're playing on what Don Callis did back in uh, Canada back in the day is awesome because they've turned this whole thing around where it's almost like this storyline 20 years in the making. Um, right. I mean, how can you not enjoy that where Christian Cage is telling Don Callis, yeah, you are a carny piece of shit. I mean, he's calling him out in the ring. It's it's driving the, you know, it's driving the whole storyline. I love it. And I think it was well-deserved that he took those titles off of uh, Kenny Omega. If anybody right. was going to take the title, oh, excuse me, if anybody was going to take the titles off of Kenny, it had to be somebody with some legitimacy to him. It couldn't just be like, no offense to Jungle, but it couldn't just be Jungle Boy winning him. It's like, uh, no, not after everything he's gone through. It makes sense that Christian Cage takes the tag, t- or excuse me, takes the titles off of him because it's, it's Christian Cage, man. Right. Like, who else would you want to take the title off him? And then, of course, on top of that, you still kind of have on the back burner um, the hangman story. It hasn't gone away. It's still there. It's still lingering. So I like it. I like their storytelling. Do you were you uh, were you watching TNA when uh, Christian made the jump from WWE to TNA? No, I mean I think I think I stepped away from a little bit, but I mean I would pop in every once in a while. But um, that was the so, big deal. Like that was yeah. one of the first times a big like Christian was over in WWE. Like when Jeff went, it made sense. Jeff was having right. financial drug problems, all the shit. But Christian was over, and they were trying to get him to stay, and he was doing good shit in WWE. And then all of a sudden, he shows up in TNA, and people forget that how he won the championship there. Very similar. It happened very fast. They put that title on him real quick. Mm-hmm. That it brought legitimacy to the run. Christian Cage is. To me, Christian getting the title is very Christian. It, it's yes. it, it is very Christian Cage. I agree. I, I I'm enjoying it. I like it. I I mean, I think people, yes, give everybody wants like, oh, give it to the young guys, the young guys, blah blah. Yeah, that, no, it's great. But you also got to build up the young guys, and this is how you do it because you're putting the young guys against Kenny Omega. You're putting the young guys against, um, you know, Christian Cage, and you're putting these guys with, you know, uh alongside Christian Cage, you know, you had Jungle Boy and Jurassic Express like being kind of like the backup to Christian Cage. And it's like, that's how you do it. I think they're doing it the right way. Um, I think they're doing it to give the titles also proper respect. People were already complaining that, oh, Kenny's not doing this with the TNA or with the Impact titles and Kenny's not doing that. Well, no, because Kenny is like, you know, holds three belts in three different companies. So if anybody was going to take the title off him, it had to be Christian Cage so he can go to Impact. And it makes sense because he's got a history with Impact to go over there and give more time to to the titles. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I like it. That people try to apply that like WWE mindset because you got to you, you have to remember essentially most of the mindset in in professional wrestling has been wwe slash wwf right. throughout the years there's been competitors oh gosh, that yes. showed up and showed absolutely you know showed legitimacy 
but fans are still applying that WWE booking mindset in other oh places that WWE talent is at. Like they're trying to apply this booking mindset to GCW product to AEW product. And I'm like, man, mm. everybody's trying to be their own thing, which is all that anybody ever really wanted them to be. Um, yes. Now everyone's just complaining. And I think we've said it before. You guys have to relax and calm down yes. when you're not, when you don't guess right. Like that's part of it. Like I'm going to tell y'all some real shit. Me and my wife watch movies and I hate this girl. We, Cause she's always sitting over here like blurting out shit that's happening. Like she's like, that guy's a killer. That guy's going to rob a bank. Oh, I bet they end up in love or they die. And the reality of it is most of the time Ashley is right. And when she's not right, boy, it riles her up. But that's part of the fucking fun. She doesn't just yeah. start screaming at the TV because the killer's the wrong dude. Y'all have got to chill. Exactly. It's called, it's wrestling. And I think that that's the problem that so many people, and I see it all the time. And I've even like done it. I'm like, man, I wonder why they didn't do this. And my husband gets upset with me and he's just like, that's WWE booking. He's like, you gotta, you gotta stop that. And I'm like, oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Because people want this instant match and it's like i don't want an instant match because then you've got them battling it out as you see five times until we get to the pay-per-view and i'm like why do i want to watch the pay-per-view when you just had them battling it out with three dqs and uh, this rubber match back and forth i was like i don't want to watch the pay-per-view because that match now you guys have lost my interest but then we see the build-up that has been i mean if we both know darby's a face cm punk's a face but there's still buildup, legitimate buildup to their match. You know, they haven't, they've just been staring at each other. They haven't put hands on each other. Barbie came and helped him in the ring against Daniel Garcia in 2.0, but there's still something there and there's still some buildup. And I like the way it's done. You don't have to have eight rubber matches <laughs> to lead up into a pay-per-view. <laughs> Well, not only that, like we talked last week, you mentioned people being pissed off that CM Punk chose Darby Allen. And, oh, and my right. question, my question to everybody is like, who else is he gonna pick? Like, I understand it might not be the no-brainer, like right out of the gate choice. To me, it was like it made a lot yeah. of sense. Darby Allen is the type of guy, like one of his first matches uh was with Cody Rhodes in AEW. Like they had that killer match. He's yep. won the TNT title, he's done a lot of cool shit. You talk about somebody that can take care of punk. And cover up that ring rust. Like there are going to be a lot of things yes. that Darby Allen can let Punk do to him that don't make Punk have to have a twenty-five minute all wrestling match. Yeah, yeah, I got to remember. Like Punk's got to come back, and and Darby Allen is not green. You guys yep. all have seen him. You all know his product. I mean, when you look at Darby's resume, you're talking about guys like Sammy Callahan, half of CZW, half of WWE, most of yep. AEW. Like, Darby's wrestled everybody. Why can't Darby wrestle CM Punk? It makes perfect sense. And they've immediately it really does. said Darby's in the, in, in, in the, up in the catwalk with Sting. Like, it's perfect. Y'all got to chill out. It's so good. I mean, there's sometimes you just have to sit back and stop overanalyzing and just enjoy yeah. it. And there's a lot of moments like that where people are, you know, people love to be the smart and they're like, I know what's going on. And I see that's great. But you're also killing it for yourself as well. You know what I mean? Right. It's like you got to just sit back sometimes and enjoy the wrestling, enjoy the product, enjoy the long term, long term storytelling. I mean, I think that's one thing that people have forgotten is that it's OK if a storyline is drawn out over a year or two years or months, it doesn't have to be instant gratification. Um, 
I thought I enjoyed the fact that it was going to be Darby Allen, especially because Darby Allen's last match, I think, was um, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I thought it was Ethan Page. Oh, I don't know. Um, that coffin match where he did the coffin drop into the coffin. Oh, yeah, I yeah, mean, I match. I, I that and so I think that the fact that Darby Allen he's not seen every week doing the same matches, he they take his time with him. You know, they pick his moments. You know, I just, I love that so much. And I feel like it's the same thing with, um, like, with Orange Cassidy. Yes, he's yeah. he's out there doing his thing, but they pick his moments to where, or he picks his moments, and it, they pick his opponents very well. I mean, he hasn't gone against slouches. I mean, he went from, like, right. a Chris Jericho feud into, like, this Matt Hardy feud, and it's just done so well. I, I do feel bad for Matt Hardy. I feel like he is battered and bruised in AEW a little bit more than he's used to, but he's such a like he's such a trooper though, you know. He seriously you know, cannot thing, kill Matt Hardy. The thing that everybody forgets is like everybody was with AEW when they first started. And if y'all remember, like AEW was very much like we're gonna have the ranking system, we're gonna make this, we're gonna make that. AEW's kind of stayed true to a lot of that. Like Darby yeah. Allen's got a lot of wins. He's he, he would have a, a decent ranking. CM Punk is brand new. Like, I think it's great to see all the new stuff. I think it's great to see people trading out. Like, if you remember, a lot of people's complaints about WCW was the fact that you would see guys like Eddie Guerrero, uh, La Parca, Chris Jericho, Juventud, Chris Benoit, Shane Douglas. They would be on TV every single week, but they weren't yeah. doing anything. Like, I understand that everybody wants to make the quick comparison of you know, um, what do they call it? Food in the back. Catering. Just right. because you're, just because your favorite wrestler wasn't on TV last week doesn't mean he's buried in catering. Like, I know we don't cover WWE on the show, but one of the very interesting things I've been hearing all week is people talking about how Drew McIntyre has just been forgotten. I'm like, well, he's not the champ anymore. Like, it's somebody right. else's turn. The same thing will happen with Kenny Omega. The same thing will happen with Chris, Christian Cage. The same thing will happen with other people. The wheel turns – that's yes. just how it goes. I mean, I like it. I want – guys, take it from me. Patience is a virtue. I think Scorpio Sky should have been the first AEW champion, but I'm still waiting. Yep. I'm yeah. still <laughs> I mean, I agree. I, I mean, yeah, there's so many guys that I feel like they should have gotten a push, but I'm waiting for them. I don't – like, there's certain things that I'm kind of like, eh, okay, I I'm, I'm, wasn't on board with that first. Like, I wasn't on board with like, – like, I'll use Scorpio Sky as an example – with the whole men of the year, I wasn't yeah. on board with it at first, but man, I I like them together now. They finally yeah. have fused, they found their chemistry, and they work really well together. Um, I wasn't sure how it was going to be, especially when they, since they broke up SCU. But I get that you know Daniels had to Christopher Daniels had to had to bow out gracefully. You know, he's fifty years old. He his body wasn't taking it anymore. Um, of course, he's still in the back, but. Um, but, you know, uh, I love the fact that Frankie Kazarian has become this elite hunter. I, I'm kind of wondering to see how that turns out. I like his character. Um, he's also gotten in, like, better shape, grown his hair out. Look, I mean, it's crazy. And then, of course, Scorpio guy moving along with the, the men of the year. It's finally starting to gel, and those storylines are starting to move along, which is great. But, um, I, I like I said, I'm... I'm may not like something at first like men, like the men of the year I wasn't sure about it but as it's, things have progressed i see where they're going with it and i'm like okay 
I can get into it now. But I think that's the problem with a lot of fans is that they don't give it enough time. They don't see yeah. it for what it is. Um, I think like, you know, like the whole Matt Cardona winning the, the mm-hmm. title uh, against Nick Gage. People were pissed off. People hated it. But after yeah. a while, when you like see what it did and see what happened, it makes more sense. You're like, yeah, it you, like that's like that's the way it was supposed to go because man just the uproar and just he just knows how to twist the knife into the fans uh to get them even more riled up okay real talk i'm gonna say something here because i'm gonna share this with the world i had this thought today shane and paul in the baracho crew chat are the exact reason why matt cardona works like Nobody, none of us like in the Baracho crew chat are ever like talking shit to each other about deathmatch wrestlers. Like we're never yeah. like, oh yeah, this guy's the best. But you bet your ass that Shane and Paul every other day are popping up. <laughs> How come you guys are talking about the king of deathmatch wrestling, Matt Cardona? And I'm like, man, I can't wait till they take this title off. <laughs> but it's good. Like honestly, like I think it's honestly hilarious. Like this is a good troll. Like this is a dude yeah. deserve this. Like, no one's really trolling out of, like, malice or harm. Like, everyone right. really likes the Cardona situation. Like, I think this is one of those things. Like, this was a swerve no one saw coming. Everybody thought that match was in the bag. Cardona yep. was not only going to get dusted, but he was going to look stupid in a death match. And yes. he did the exact opposite. And I just think that at that point in time, you have to really open yourself up and be like, fuck it. Maybe I don't know what I thought I knew. And that shit was great, you know? It really was. Like, I loved it. I love the whole thing. Well, so it doesn't – guys, for those of y'all just hanging out with us, it looks like we might have some technical difficulties and Masha's not going to make it. We're going to – I'm going to ask Mel one more question while I've got her here, and then I think we're going to wrap up. Where is Adam Cole? Go ahead. Oh, I don't know. Adam Cole, man. Here's the thing. We've talked about – you know, we've mentioned it before that NXT is not the NXT it used to be. They right. are cleaning out the coffers. They're cleaning out, you know, uh, it's everything. Done. Chapter um, one, last night. It's chapter one of the new NXT. Like, this is exactly. the thing. It's a do-over. Um, I don't see Adam Cole going to the main roster. I don't see him going to Raw. I don't see him going to SmackDown. No, WWE I just feel off like, the table. Yeah, no. I feel like if he were to go to either one of those brands, he's done. He's buried. He's Bo Dallas. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't know. The hottest they... free agent we have ever seen. Somebody made a Seriously. fantastic point. This is the, this is a guy that got begged in the face by Vince McMahon yeah. to stay and work, and he was like, nah, "Peace out." I, I think this is like Adam Cole is probably working on a mega deal right now that lets him touch everywhere. He's got New yeah. Japan roots, which means he could easily have yep. Impact roots. He could work any indie scene. He could work GCW. Like this guy's ticket is open anywhere. Absolutely. I honestly think that that's where he's going. I feel like they're trolling too much. Either AEW is trolling, or uh, I shouldn't say even AEW. The the elite and Britt Baker are trolling so hard that he's either going back to New Japan and then making his way to AEW, or he's coming straight through AEW. But I feel like he's going to do something else. He's going to show up like Brian Danielson. I think he's Brian Danielson's contender. Like, wouldn't it be great if it was just true blue Adam Cole and Brian Daniel shows up? Oh, this yes, yes, and then bam, Adam Cole right back at it. 
And those two could go. Like, you talk about two guys that could put on a five-match feud right out of the gate in AEW. Adam Cole and Brian Dane, oh, my God. Oh, I, I definitely think so. I think that, you know, I, I honestly feel like maybe at All Out, now that the, they may have to pull a card before um, – now that their big match is out, they may have to pull a card early and deliver something. So I'm wondering if we get another debut, whether it's Adam Cole or not, that somebody comes out that you were not expecting. Like I said, unless it's Ruby Soho, I don't think that they would want to overshadow somebody else. But there's so many agent free agents out there that are so hot that it could it could possibly be, you know. But Adam Cole is unpaid. Like, that's the thing yeah. I keep telling everyone. Like, everyone talks about patience as a virtue in this. Like, Adam Cole yes. is 100% unpaid in wrestling right now. He's free agent. And whatever he's doing, he's sleeping on it. So there's not yes. any indie bookings. Like, nothing is happening. Like, that is a big, big sign. Really like, is. wrestlers of his caliber do not go, like, unbusy you know like he's top dog on the list i yes. think adam cole is aew bound and i think we see him easily in september for sure if not in new japan yeah. like we see adam cole very soon but my guess maybe not all out but probably yeah i, I agree i think we're gonna see him soon like i said i don't know if he goes new japan first and then comes to aw or if he goes to aw then new japan but i do see him maybe making a pop back over either some kind of a bullet club thing or something yeah. like that. And he's like, Hey, what's going on guys? There's just too much trolling for it not to be something. I um, think he's no faction. I think he's no faction. Adam Cole has been a part of a faction for the better part of seven or eight yes. years. And sure. I think he goes no faction when he goes to the Indies. And I think that's why the AEW troll is so hard. They want you yeah. to think that he's going to join up with the Super Elite. And I really don't yes. think he's going to get a faction. No, absolutely not. He's too much of a baby face. They're too much of heels. Um, I do, but I, I'm, I, I'm just, I'm just so excited to see what happens because of it. Um, Adam Cole is just one of those guys where uh, wherever he goes, it's going to blow up. I mean, Magic. it's just, it's going to be amazing. And I just think that as big of a pop that Punk got, it this may just be another one to where it just shuts down pro wrestling teams. I agree. <laughs> Thank goodness they put in a new ordering system. But uh, yeah, no, this is definitely going to be another one of those pops that shuts down, shuts the internet down, shuts down wrestling, you know, Twitter or whatever. But yeah, it's wherever he goes is going to be amazing. Um, and I, but I, I have to admit, I love all the trolling. Troll me more. Put up the pictures, yeah. put up the memes of, you know, up pictures with him now before she couldn't. So yeah. I love it. I mean, even Miro does it. And once Lana got axed, you know, for, or excuse me, future endeavored from WWE, yeah. he started mentioning her now. And he, and he mentions her a lot more. So I, I like it. Um, I enjoy it because, you know, you just, I don't know. I just, it's just funny to me that you're not allowed to mention the other person because they're behind this wall of another company. But once that wall's lifted, all bets are off. Yeah. Well, yeah. guys, it looks like, it looks like Masha's not going to make it. I won't tie up our AEW specialist no. any longer. Mel, thanks for sitting around for an extra 15 minutes and shooting Absolutely. the Absolutely. Sorry dose. guys. I did get a message from, from Masha. She did, she did get tied up. She, 
this girl's always busy, man. They they got her they got her working on a Thursday night, but it's cool. She she will be back, guys. I promise. She's she apologizes profusely. Very, very, very much. Find out what she thinks about pineapple on pizza somehow. I mean, she's Russian. Is doesn't she go for borscht on pizza? I don't know. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> Mel, thank you so much for joining us. All right, guys. I'll see you next time. All right. Thanks, guys. Or guy. <laughs> Bye. Sorry about that, guys. I tried to drag on with as much interesting conversation as I could. I enjoyed the the uh, the talk we had. But uh, just to kind of recap the show, a couple big things coming up. We got GCW Art of War games coming up. Um, PPW September 25th. Coronation. If you don't have your tickets, get your tickets. To tag Team Tournament. Bryson Scott's Machine Gun Open Challenge. I'm, I'm all about it. I'll be there. I hope to see you guys as well. Um, we talked a lot about New Japan. We talked a lot about AEW. And lastly, I just want to close out reminding you guys that In the Pit is always here for y'all. You can shoot us a message on our page. You can shoot me a message. Josh, any of us. If anyone needs to talk, we're here for you. And if you don't want to talk to us, talk to somebody. Uh, don't suffer alone. Don't suffer in silence. Uh, we're all here for you. That being said, I'm going to go ahead and just send this off. This is it for the Numero Dose Takeover, baby. I'll catch you next week. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.